welcome to In My Mug, In My Mug, In My Mug, In My Mug, episode all the threes on Monday the 30th of March 2015. I am your host Stephen Layton. I like news. Do you like news too? And there is still a chance to get some of the Ides of March blends that we've been doing. The Here's Johnny, the Fruit Bowl, uh, Perfetio. Um, some of them will be staying, but you haven't really told me which ones yet. So if you leave it up to me, you might not get what you want. So please do drop us an email or tweet or something about which one you would uh, you think has been your favourite out of the four if you've had them. Last week you may have seen a trophy that was sat on my table here and I was being a little bit naughty as it wasn't mine. Um, it was the trophy for the Brewers' Cup that was held last weekend that I was competing in. Now, bear in mind, I make beans go brown. I'm not a barista, I've never claimed to be a barista, uh, but I ended up finishing third behind a previous World's Coffee and Good Spirits finalist and a previous Brewers' Cup finalist from Canada uh, who's now living and working in the UK. So I'm kind of happy as a bean browner, I managed to make it into third, and I was not far away. In fact, on the on the Sunday, if it was just those scores, I, I would have won. But uh, unfortunately, I wasn't so good on the Saturday. But I am the still, still the king of Chemex, as I finished the highest placed person using a Chemex. Um, well done to Gordon Howell of uh, the Attic Harlequin, who, uh, who was the eventual winner, using La Lusion Natural from us. So I was beaten by my own coffee. But yet, this week's coffee is the coffee that I used in the Brewers' Cup, so uh, a little bit topical. And don't forget that there's a bank holiday coming up, a Good Friday and a bank holiday Monday, uh, and we will be closed. Uh, We won't be open, so there won't be any orders until the Tuesday, Wednesday, the following week. Um, We're expecting to be busy as well, so do get your orders in early. Um, Yes, and... um, um, That was the news, actually. I don't think I've got anything else. We should go on to focus on. Um, This week's focus on is on Malawi uh, and Malawi coffee production. That's where this week's coffee's from. So coffee uh, was introduced by missionaries sometime in the 1800s. Um, there are currently about 3,000 to 4,000 4, smallholder coffee farmers, um, and they're all cooperative. So you've got Misuku, Foka, Vipia, um, South East Mazimba. I can't remember the others. But anyway, um, they're, they're mainly based in the north of Malawi. Um, produce around about 350 to 400 metric tons annually which is no great big deal at all really um to put that into context like you know that we would use all of that in around about a year and a bit uh, maybe a year and a half um so yeah it's a very very small producer um but are producing some very interesting lots like this week so that was focus on so this one comes from the Vipia North Hills um, on grassland overlooking Lake Malawi. It is a mixed varietal lot of Nikia, which is a dwarf hybrid of Katimor 129, which has been developed in Malawi, and the much prized Geisha. 
Now, Geisha is a very old, very rare varietal that has gained uh, lots of news coverage in the previous years. Years. It's particularly low yielding, uh, vulnerable to disease and pests, um, but very tasty. Nikia is the opposite. It's a high yielding, hardy, strong. Um, but these Catimore hybrids have got a little bit of a bad press um, and less desirable to the coffee buyer who perhaps doesn't taste the coffee so much. Uh, luckily for us, this coffee was part of a competition where the lots were cooked blindly. Um, it's called the Taste of Harvest competition. Um, it's a competition that's held in a few African countries. I was judging the Kenyan comp competition this year. Um, and this one came first. Out of all of the coffees that were entered, this was the outright number one winner. Um, and uh, very excited to, to have this coffee. Um, very lucky to have it. It's it's not a massive lot. It's a good sized lot, but it's not a massive lot. Um, and um, yeah, it, it's it's a co-op that we've bought from before. It's around about 85 kilometers south of Mazimba um, and about 165 kilometers south of Mizuzu, which is the regional capital. Um, yet when we had this coffee last time, we knew very little about it. Um, this year we know around about the same. I think it was 2011 last time we had it. And last time we had it, it was just the Geisha lot. Um, I think this lot is actually improved by having this Catimore uh, hybrid in there. I think it makes it more balanced and uh, adds some more sweetness and some body and uh, kind of calms down the acidity. Um, it's a fully washed coffee, submerged in water um, and then dried. Uh, the parchment is placed on beds to dry the surface water and then is um, transferred to uh, other beds. It layers about three to five centimeters, so very, very thin, um, and it's turned fairly regularly. Um, the temperatures get quite hot in Malawi, so it's very important that they turn it regularly, otherwise it can crack and break the parchment and, and, uh, and damage the cup. Um, this is fairly typical practice for Africa, you know, the washed coffees are definitely the uh, the majority of what you find, unless you go to a place like Ethiopia, and, and I'm thinking like northern Ethiopia, Sahara. Um, as I said, I think this varietal being added to the mix makes this coffee super more complex, and in a really, really good way. Like, when I saw it had got this Nikia in, I was like, oh, I really liked the Geisha a lot last year. Like, well, last year, 2011, but it's really good that we've uh, we've been we've, it was cooked blind and out of all of the lots that we cooked it was by far our favourite so we should talk about the figures uh, the country's Malawi it's from the northern uh, northern parts of, uh, of Malawi on the lakes on the shores of Lake uh, Malawi um, it's nearest city is Mazimba the co-op is called Masese um, it's uh, has an altitude of 1600 to 1900 metres above sea level the varietals are Nikia and Geisha and it is a fully watched, submerged, underwater um, coffee. And that's everything I know about it. So we're going to go to the map bit now. And this is probably the worst map bit we've had in a long, long time. Uh, I particularly blame the importers. Um, they've helped us bring this. So Chris, I know you're watching. And I'm going to come and get you. I don't think we should call this week's the map bit. I think we should call it the very vague and it's over there somewhere bit. Um, but let's zoom up 
and instead of going across the Atlantic as we normally do, we're going south to the massive, huge continent of Africa. Um, the birthplace of coffee, of course, although that's contested a little. Some say it's in Ethiopia, but I was reading a book recently that says that Yemen could be the first place where actually coffee was grown. So um, an, an interesting tidbit for you there because I'm really going to fill on this one. But Malawi, um, here's our fact about it. It is nicknamed the warm heart of Africa due to its incredibly friendly people. And I very much hope that next year I can go out and find that out myself because I really want to visit Malawi this year. Um, it's on my list of places I have to go to. And it's purely because of this coffee because I need to find out where it's from so I can actually get some coordinates. Um, but here we're zooming down to uh, Lake Malawi. Whoever named that one was uh, taking imagination pills that day. Um, it's an area of 29,600 square kilometres. Uh, it's 500 metres above sea level. And it's a length of 580 kilometres. That is one big, huge lake. Now, um, you can see just down there, there was Mazuma and Mazimba. These are coffees that we've had in the past. So I'm guessing that the coffee growing range is actually to the left of this a little bit, where this, this week's coffee is from. But I really... I don't have any coordinates. When I asked the uh, importer um, if they could send them to me, they went, yeah, yeah, we'll get that done. That was a week and a half ago. And I couldn't wait any longer to share it with you. So lowest point is uh, 37 metres above sea level. Um, that's because it's landlocked. And uh, 3,000 metres above sea level is the highest point. So not massively high. And that was the map bit. So I apologise, a vague map bit, but there's not a lot you can do about it when you don't have any info on it. Um, yeah, my bad. Uh, I should have I should have waited, but I wanted to share it with you, and it was a coffee that I just had to get out. I, I know a few of you on Twitter when I've sent out the email saying that you haven't had anything from Malawi and you're looking forward to it, and I, I, I would love to hear your feedback on... Um, if this is a good coffee or not. Well, it is a good coffee, but whether you think it's a good coffee. Um, right, I'm going to whack you on pause. I'm going to go and get tasty and delicious drink. Actually, no, I'm not. What am I doing? Roland, where are you? I'm not, appreci I'm not appreciated, you know. He nearly forgot me. I'm very important to in my mug. Uh, anyway, my daft fact of the week. Malawi is a very small country. In fact, over a third of it is Lake Malawi. Tiny, 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 but 16 million people. A very small country um, and also has um, quite extreme poverty, a lot of health issues. I think 83 of every thousand children don't live past the age of, uh, of five, which is incredibly sad. Um, it's a country that um, relies very heavily on agriculture. Um, and the more I've been reading about it, the more it's somewhere I would really like to go. I really, really would like to go. Anyway, um, time to whack you on pause this time, get tasting delicious drinks, and I'll be back with you in just a moment. Coffee time! Coffee time! So, uh, time for the espresso. Now, I haven't tried this coffee as espresso. Um, it's that new. Uh, it only arrived late last week. 
but it has all the things I expect from it. So the first thing is you get a lot of floral hit with it. There's like very flowery, uh, very coffee blossom like. But there's an interesting kind of sweetness there. I'm getting a little bit of toffee um, and a really, really interesting mouthfeel. Um, I'm not sure about it as an espresso. It's a citrus, like the sorry, acidity in espresso for me don't work so well. I know lots of you guys love it. Um, look at that. I don't know if you can see that. Let's see if I can get it closer. Look at that. Good work. Good work, Chris. Good work. So, the milk dulls down the acidity a little bit, but because of that florality, it's a little bit overpowered by the milk, and you get a lot of milk and not so much, not so much coffee. Again, maybe, maybe not for me, um, but this is definitely where it's going to shine. Um, I got called a barista last week, so in the Brewers' Cup. At the uh, on the Saturday, they wanted everybody who'd competed that day to come up, and they said, "Can all the baristas come up?" And I turned to Estelle, um, who was there, and I said, "Like, what about me?" She said, "No, you're a barista now." So I'm a barista now, as well as a roaster. Regularly finishing finals. That's my second second Brewers Cup final in two years. <laughs> Come me. Okay, so this for me is where this coffee comes alive. This for me is one of my favourite brewed coffees of the last 12 months. Floral, big flowers, lots and lots of flowers. Citrus, lemon, very, very distinct lemon. But again, like the espresso, little bit of a left turn. Toffee, you get a real sweetness and a thick, gloopy mouthfeel that just rushes me back to childhood to... Um, Drinking, drinking chocolate milkshakes, Nesquik chocolate milkshakes. It really has that full chocolatey flavour, very creamy, milky, but mouthfeel as well. It's very thick and gloopy. Um, it's delicious. It really is one of the best brewed coffees I've had in a long, long time. Uh, right up there for me. Was yeah. When we cooked it, it was just like, this. I've got to use this for the Brewers' Cup. And... and, and We've rushed it out to get it out for the Amai Mug. Rushed it out in a way that I was still right doing the write-up this morning. I was still hoping to get the coordinates for the map, which I haven't. You know, still pushing to get stuff, but it is amazing. It's a great coffee, well worth it. Um, well worth the, uh, the rushing of it out, and I hope you enjoy it too. Um, okay, thank you very much for joining me as always. Uh, it's a pleasure. 333. It's a lot of episodes. Um, yeah, an awful lot of episodes. Um, do remember, life is definitely too short for bad coffee.